What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to episode 42 of the Mid Ketchup Podcast. You know, sharp on all corners with your host, Lofton, aka Mr. Hayes Adonis. And we got our perspective down below. Aliyah's in the house. Aliyah's in the house. What's up, Aliyah? How's everything going with you? Oh, look like you froze up a little bit down there, but we're going to keep it pushing. We also Yo. have our guest. We, we also have our guests out here from uh, the Seven Circle Podcast. We got Jonathan Spencer hitting us up from the West Coast. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I never got a standing ovation before. Wow. Hey, you know, even if it's simulated, it's something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, 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 <laughs> so uh, you know, hey, it's been a busy week for me. Been going through the things, uh, you know, exercises, work, all that other good stuff. You know, I want to send a shout out to my son because right now he is uh, he is a, not officially, but he's done all his work for uh, basic training. So he's joining the Air Force. So I'm going to be out there next week. So, you know what I'm saying, can, uh, celebrate his uh, his journey. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So uh, we're going to be out there hanging out. So I'm really excited to be able to see him. Hey, I mean, first time we've been kind of away for this amount of time. So it's been a, been about two months he's been out there doing his thing. So really, uh, really proud of him, really excited for him and everything that he's getting done. Uh, so, Aaliyah, what's been going on with you? Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> work, work, work and work, more work. Um, and, um, so I just recently found out I'm in line for a promotion, so I'm packing and moving and <laughs> going hey, back there to you go. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of Not books, you got a lot of books to put in them boxes tired. over there. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I, I, job? I haven't even made a damn dent and, and I got four boxes already. I'm sorry. What type of job? You. What what type of job? You got a promotion? What type of job? Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm a um contract specialist with the government. So basically, I spend the government money and whew. <laughs> let me get some. This let me week. get some. <laughs> and my patience. <laughs> this week in my uh, patience and these people yeah. I deal with. Whew. That's Woo. understandable. That's not, but These but hey, but look, look, some, somebody noticed because they give you a promotion. Yeah, uh, but this is the crazy. I had, I had a customer call me and say she's looking for her stuff. She's in a she's in another country, and um, right. I'm like, what do you mean? So she's like, well, it hasn't gotten here yet, and I'm like, well, it's here in DC because that's what you said to send it. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say so. You know, 15 <laughs> emails later, three of them with the big bosses. And then right, my response right. to her with the email, which she said she wanted it in D.C. Oh, it was a mistake. I meant to send it here. Right. <laughs> got you. Got you. Everybody, uh, uh, everybody, you know, okay. everybody's just, busy. You okay. know, they, they lose it. They lose it sometimes. And then so I was just like, good. you know what? It's 2.30. <laughs> Look. Time to go. Okay. It's okay. I got a drink for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Jonathan, you know, man. So, how is uh, look, how's you know, your week been going, yo? How's your week been going? Uh, routine. I stick to a strict regiment. Uh, I think that's the way to accomplish. I think there's a couple ingredients to success, and um, consistency is definitely one of them. Um, 
so every day I'm pretty much doing the same thing. I, I'm a, a entrepreneur. Mm. Uh, I own a commercial cleaning company. I have a okay. small team right now, so I'm mainly up at nighttime. Um, from I wake up about two o'clock a.m. and I go to sleep about nine o'clock p.m. every day. Uh, okay. And nice. I'm I'm in the gym or either in the yoga studio, spending time with my girl, um, just grinding. You know. Yeah, that that's uh that's what it sounds like. What it's all about, man. I mean. Me, you know, me being, uh, uh, you know, myself as well as Aaliyah and actually all three of the, the hosts that are on the show, we know the regiment situation. We was in the military, know that regiment, no wake up, go to this, go to that, make mm -hmm. sure it's happening, do the fitness, all that jazz. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, that is one way to make sure that you want your, your P's and Q's and, and getting the mission accomplished. So Absolutely. Hey, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And for that, yeah. sometimes uh, it, it's tiring. Sometimes it wears you out. So sometimes you gotta have a drink. <laughs> and my segment, the drink of the day. I love Amen. The crowd likes the drink Amen. of the day. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're here for. So uh, Come on I'm, just gonna it. I'm, I'm gonna go and keep it simple right now. You know, I didn't have time to make anything uh exotic, you know. Uh unfortunately, you know, with the bartender that we got down there, Aaliyah, she she knows how to get it done sometimes, but I kept it really simple. I'm just going with a little uh whiffle reserve. And I got a little cola chaser behind it. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm doing yeah. right now. So I'm just going to do a little bourbon with a little Whiffle cola reserve. behind it. reserve, okay. Yeah, we're going we gonna to keep it simple. Do the Whiffle Reserve and a, and a little Coke chaser on there. Um, you know, just to loosen up the vocal cords. Um, you know what I'm saying? Get get the arms loose. Put some put some, uh, put a little, little oil on the, on the joints. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're going to do today. So, Aaliyah, what, what did you bring to us, bartender? <laughs> what you got going on? Yeah, you know what I mean? So, so I am, um, I, I've been seeing this for a while, so I decided to pick it up. It's called a new gin. It's called Gin Mar. Um, it is a gin that is distilled from olives, thyme, rosemary, and basil. Um, y'all know I cook, I bake too. So bartending, it was just like, that sounds interesting. And good thing is it come with like this own little shot um, cup too. So you can Look pour shots that. for people, but no, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't like I'd be having company. I don't know people. Um, so you know, got my little new tumbler. It's so pretty. Okay. Put my little gin in there. And I wish Raj was here because he was he about to have a heart attack when he sees my little um I got some tonic water here, but it's elder it's elderflower flavored tonic water. <laughs> I'm bougie. So <laughs> Uh, you know, hey, you know, gotta keep it. Gotta you know, keep he it. Would, he would clown me for that, but all right. Yeah, got yeah, another one sure. pour up in here, and it's it's a slice of lemon in my cup already. So got all, all right. those flavors going, and it's honestly perfect. It is a perfect gin and tonic, and you know, I will try two or three different gins a week. You know, my usual, but mm -hmm. I thought this one was pretty. And I said, I'm going to go for it. And it's that, been delicious the past three days. So thank there you, you Jesus. Go. So, so gin and tonic and some uh, mm. elderberry, wildberry, some type of flower sprinkles it's on that joint. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mr. Spencer, what, yeah. what did you uh, what did you bring to the table today for a drink? You know, maybe bring us something new that uh, our, our audience haven't uh, had before. Yeah, yeah I'm, so I'm not drinking on um, alcohol. I'm, I'm not really too much on alcohol, but mm -hmm. I'm drinking um, hot tea. Is um, lavender and is valerian. So okay. valerian is actually good for the nervous system. 
which is Ooh. really, really important. Um, yes, when we do things, when we do things like smoke or whatever, that ruins our nervous system. So, based on how fast you can move and your motor skills, etc., a lot of that has to do with your nervous system. So it cleans the nervous system, and then also is mixed with lavender. Lavender is good for relaxation, which actually taps into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for rejuvenating and um, uh, reproducing cells faster in your body. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. used the uh, I used the I throw the little lavender talent, uh, uh, candle on every once in a while just to keep the soothe the mind a little something. You know what I'm saying? Calm the calm you down. Keep you keep go. the. Keep the ambiance good, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, Ali, I know you got some type of I mean, something you be out But tasting it, um, I had no, I have heard of the um drinking a valerian root tea and everything, but yeah. tasting lavender, it's like cilantro with me. It's like it's one of those tastes that I just cannot stand. So mm. um, I'm here in I California. Just we got lavender because as soon as I taste it, I'm like, who Say one more again. Yeah, no, I was saying I'm in California. We got lavender growing everywhere. A lot of lavender, a lot of uh rosemary. Mm. All right. Yeah, yeah. You, yes. No, rosemary, I like. I have drank rosemary before. You know, it's a little rosemary in my gin. So, you know. <laughs> there you go. A <laughs> little bit go. relaxation there. No, doing, doing, like, doing a little something different with the nervous system we are. But hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, it's like, hey, that's always a good thing. And we always we we always talking about making sure that the health and the and the body clean and all that good stuff, make sure that you're working out. Because that's also, you know, uh our drink of the day is always one of those things for relaxation and things like that. If you've had a, a, a rough week mm. and for those that are out there, but also we always talk about making sure that you're you're healthy, you know what I'm saying? That workout piece, you're making sure that your mind's right, you're making sure that your body's right, you're making sure that you're in the Digestions, all that is right. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you intake, it affects your body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you always got to make sure that you're intaking the right things. Hey, if you do have a drink, just make sure that it's minimal and it's not affecting anything like that. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. just have a good time. Never overindulge. Never get Balance gluttonous with, with water. It. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Stay hydrated as you can. So since we done the drink of the day, everybody out there, you know what I'm saying? Cheers. To your drink of the day, make sure that you are safe. If you happen to be in a car, don't be drinking. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching it at home, man, have a drink with us and those. Cheers to everybody that's out there. Really appreciate y'all coming to see us. Make sure that y'all click, link, subscribe, tell your friends about it, share, do all that good stuff here for uh the mid catch up podcast. And we're gonna keep it moving. We're moving on mm -hmm. to the news of the week. So we got the news of the week out here, and we're gonna let y'all know what's been going on with the news in this situation. So, first up, we got the B-R-A-T, the Miss Lady. Now she about to have a daggum baby. What's up with the brat? Now at age 48, is getting ready to have a baby. Um, you know, I read the article. The article came through on, um, they did it with people. It was, I guess, a little exclusive type thing. There was one quote that kind of like piqued my ears a little bit. It kind of sounded weird, I guess, when it was put together. But one of the quotes was, it started as a joke. We were like, we're extending our family. She says uh, uh, of the tongue-in-cheek marketing tagline for their collaboration. So this collaboration was with her and her wife. Uh, her wife does makeup and hair uh, products. Um, and then 
Mm-hmm. But when, and then to continue the quote from people, but then we got a huge response. It was like, oh my God, do we want to actually have kids? And if we do, girl, we better hurry up. So to me, that sounds weird to me. That just that statement, you know, they talk about it's it's, it's quite a journey that they're having a good time. They did all the, um, you know, uh, looking into everything with having a kid over 40 and all that good stuff. But I thought it was very interesting, especially being, you know, a parent and whatnot. Like the that quote, it made it sound like social media helped them choose to have a kid. Which is kind of weird to go like, hey, I'm having this marketing thing. And then people was like, hey, you're having a kid? And he was like, hey, do we want to have a kid? Like, that sounds so weird to me. Yeah. So it was just that quote. And I read the rest of the article. But that quote, especially how long it is. And then, like, that was a part. That just sounds so strange to me. And it it really, like, kind of stood out, you know, in that situation. Not saying, hey, she got the money. If she just decided... Hey, the people out there in the world wanted her to have a kid. And she was like, okay, cool. She got the cash. It's not going to hurt her financially or whatever. It's hurt. But it just sounded very strange in that situation to hone in on that. When you're telling the story of how you decided to have a child, that that was where you went on that. Uh, Jonathan, man, what what do you think of uh, of the whole situation? You know, Brad, I mean, celebrity, having a kid, whatnot, but also what I talked about uh, with that quote, if that stood out to you at all. Yeah, so I'm a hip-hop head. Uh, growing up, I listened to, you know, a plethora of many different artists. Even my mm-hmm. dad, my dad's from Brooklyn, so Big Daddy Kane, Kumo D, everybody, right? Public mm-hmm. Enemy, and the Brad, um, yes. uh, JD growing up. Yeah, I, I liked a lot of her stuff. And, of course, she fell off like everybody else. MC liked the whole whatever. Eventually, you know, you lose it, right? And hearing this nowadays, especially where we are as a civilization, it seems like there's one big collective mind, like the Internet has borders close together with a big conversation that's going on. And uh, I'm more old school, man. Like, I'm not, um, I'm not big on all of this woke movement. Like, I don't belong to no political party. But when it comes to... Um, what do they call it? Uh, artificial assimilation or something where you, uh, I'm not really down with um, making a baby uh, in that type of way. I'm down with making a baby the old fashioned way. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because I think that a child that is born, uh, that mm-hmm. is going to come into a family with two women or two men, that that's kind of, uh, for lack of better words, are we allowed to uh, curse on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of fucked up for the child, man. If I was born with just two women and I didn't have a dad and I got my friends who are, are who their dad taught them about girls, their dad taught them about football, the two girls can't tell, can't teach a, a, a man how to be a man. So I feel like the child's going to grow with a chip on their shoulder, regardless, whatever type of gender it is, right? It's going to, and if you're a daughter or a girl, then you don't have a dad. What about Father's Day? What about Mother's Day? Now I get it. People uh, adopt children. I get it. Sometimes, you know, uh, people pass away, whatever. But the way that they're about, like they're going about it, kind of like what you said, kind of like it's a marketing thing, kind of like, oh, should we kind of like like the decision? I don't know. I'm just not really down with it. I'm more about the way that nature produces children. And I think that that's the best uh, way. I mean, even when it comes to fruits and, and vegetables, a lot of people are against uh, GMO vegetables, genetically modified. 
And it's mm-hmm. kind of like this is a genetically modified child, you know. Um, that's I mean, it's, it's strong opinions. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's the way that I feel on it. I mean, I, I posted a you video. You're to your opinion. <laughs> I posted a video by the name of, uh, I think it was called Evo, the, the company, E-V-O-L, perhaps, mm-hmm. something like that. And pretty much they have a company that mm-hmm. is in existence right now where if you want to have a child, you can have your child being born. But instead of it being born in a womb of a woman, they have an artificial womb. So the child is actually being born and grown. More, more like it's being grown. It's, it's being Like grown. the Matrix? Exactly like the Matrix. And this is a real company. I have it on my YouTube channel, right? And uh, and, 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 they pay, and they pay money. And if you want to, if you want to increase the um, amount of money that you're paying, you have more options. Like you could pick how smart the child's going to be. You could pick how strong the child's going to be. Going to be. You could pick the eye colors, the skin tone, all of that stuff. You can pick because they can manipulate all the of DNA. the, um, uh, you know, the, the genes and whatnot. So um, I just think that mm-hmm. I just think that we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, to have two men to to have a child, to have two women to have a child in that type of way. I think that that's not fair for the child. Because I don't know about you guys, how you grew up with mom and dad. But if you grew up with two moms or two dads, how would you feel? What would your life be like right now? I know mine wouldn't be the same. And I don't think that, uh, I don't know. I just don't get down with that. But, you know, I got a lot of respect for the brat because she does what she does. I understand there's people who fall in love who are um, the same sex. I get that. But um, in this situation, um, nah, they, I did better off adopting a child because it's not really their child anyway who who they getting the sperm from so the child's always going to be wondering like yo who's my dad who does the sperm really belong to mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh so Aaliyah, based on you know his, his comments as well as you're feeling on the whole situation what uh, what do you see what how are you feeling on that oh she felt different i know it <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I took her comment no <laughs> No, 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 no. I took her honestly because following her story, um, especially in 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 the way of um them trying to have children and everything. I know it's a really difficult after a certain age, or at least the medical doctor be more complications. There's so many issues and her, her, both of them being the age. I know that, you know, they tried before where it was her Judy, Julie, Judy, where Judy was holding a baby, but for whatever reason, you know, the, the cells weren't viable. So the, so the pregnancy didn't take, I know they lost two children before. Um, so seeing where, okay, well, we want to have this child together, but I can't hold the baby. You know what I mean? So, okay, well, let's see if it works in you. So I get where she was saying we're expanding the family. They took it as a joke, really not thinking, you know, they mm-hmm. meant, I think they're like, they were talking about, the they were actually talking about the product. Yeah, they were talking was, about the product. It wound up being, right. They were talking about the product. And what happened was, you know, here it is again, when you've been through that poor. Of when you've been through that pain of losing a child, whether it's a few days old, a few cells old, or month, you know what I mean? I get where they thought, can we, is this still a viable option for us? At this point, let's just see. Well, I mean, I don't think they thought anything was going to come of it. Like they thought it was going to be, they're too old. The cells that they, you know, fro- the egg cells and everything that they froze, just, it was too old. It wasn't going to happen. 
didn't happen. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> here we are but um to your point i mean i get what you're saying where you're the, the, the whole genetically modified kids that's <laughs> that's where it's sorry, going i don't mean to laugh but that is, that's funny to me but um is <laughs> that's exactly where it's going like i read about things like that in books but i'm just like they, they really do that like i don't think yeah. i would want a genetically modified child that i get it but at the same time i feel like um now to me that's the extreme but at the same time i feel like for people who are so i don't like to use the word desperate i will say people who are focused on having children and for whatever medical reason they can't um i think yeah they should have be you know it should be something i mean there's a damn consumerism i tell you that much there there's a damn for everything like i'm not going baby shopping in <laughs> yeah, I'm just flabbergasted. Like, you mean to tell me I can have a little boy green eyes? <laughs> you can have you a little look. You can have you, you a little. Yeah, you can. You can have you a little white. Look, kid, it's just you know what I'm saying with with green eyes. No, nope. like oh, oh, you can nope. you can hit them with like, the uh with the like the huskies where you can get them the the different color eye boys. You know what I'm saying? He can yes! like, white. You know what I'm saying? White dude. He can get him it has some dope cornrows or something like you can have the old deal. Yeah, my man, my man can look like a uh, a two K. That's all NBA I want. Like here. take that male block pattern, this you know, take the male pattern out, like all of that. Like we don't we don't want him to have none of that. But for me, as a as a woman who who is up like in their age group, I can't foresee. First of all, child, Lord Jesus, help us all if I find out I'm pregnant. But and on top of that, you know, um, I don't uh shut up. <laughs> it is though. <laughs> But I yeah, don't see me having here. no babies. I can't for I just don't see me going baby shopping. Um, and if that's what they want to do, they want to do. And I don't care. Is I don't think it's about the money or anything like that. It's just quite literally, you have a couple, woman and woman, man and man, man however you however y'all identify. Um if you have a couple who's willing to bring a child into this world, who's willing to love it, um, I, I understand where you're coming from with them not having a father figure or not having a mother figure. But at the same time, knowing that those children generally come out more well-rounded because there aren't the traditional mother-father figure, if you will, but they do have an entire village helping raise them. So to each his own I don't want no genetically modified baby. I think that's probably the biggest thing, you know what I'm saying? Is is the is the community yeah. situation that's that's taking place right now. It's like um, you know, as as you get into um, I would say like prosperity, the there's less mm -hmm. of a community situation right unless you're going through trauma drama issues like right so the black yeah. community we come together when you know hey you have black lives matter somebody gets killed but when you it's wrong yada, yada yada other than that we'd be like man hey if you ain't in my neighborhood you need to get up out of here <laughs> if you ain't like you ain't like in my family you need to if you deliver you know saying my money like don't be 
don't be out here on like prom like we ain't homies like you know what i'm saying like that same type thing happened and i would yeah. say like right now mm -hmm. in the you know the strongest community that's vocal is you know some people call it the alphabet community that community is the tightest right now you know what i'm saying where it's like because the struggle like everybody is feeling like they in that struggle like I, sometimes I feel like the black community now is kind of like we're not in that everybody's in that same struggle now. Like you got people that are in different money brackets. Everybody's in different brackets. And it's like it's not we're not no, we're not all forced to stay in the same community anymore. Like people like, yo, I'm in the birds, man. I ain't got time to be out here making sure, you know, what I'm saying such and such. And this and this the, the black doctor don't Amen. live in the neighborhood. The black lawyer don't live in the neighborhood. They like I'm out here getting this money. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's one thing that allows more of that commu <laughs> that community whatnot. And then, you know what I'm saying? That's sometimes, that's what, you know, uh, you know, especially for issues politically and, uh, you know, things like that for the black community. Like, that's one thing I feel like we miss sometimes, you know, like in that and uh, health issues and all that stuff. Like, we don't have that community, community-ness that we used to, like when my mom was growing up and my dad was growing up and stuff like that, where it was like, Everybody that was black, that even if you were successful or you were just a hey, blue collar in it, y'all all lived in the same neighborhood and everybody's grind. They went through the same thing. The lawyer was going to get cussed out, just like the blue collar yeah. dude was going to get cussed out and called it a nigga and everything mm -hmm. else, just like everybody else. And now I feel like that's, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of changed up. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's seeing things from different perspectives. You know what I'm saying? Like my perspective different now. You know what I mean? So, you I know, and I, I think that I, can I will say, like you said, that. I'm about to say, I will say this, when you are in the <laughs> higher tax brackets, <laughs> you are exposed to a lot more things than, than anyone. Like I would have, there would be no, for me, there'd be no rhyme or reason for me to be out here looking for, you know, uh, evolve. Like I think you said the name was uh, mm. uh, the genetically okay. modified baby. There would be no me looking for that. You know what I mean? That's right. out. That's way outside my tax bracket. However, right. the the most I might venture to might be local. Um, sperm little, bank. No <laughs> bank. No other way to put the, it. Like hit the little would, hit the little chase little chase of sperm catalogs. <laughs> you're out there at Bank of America. I just that is so iffy to me. <laughs> but I get what you're yeah. saying because to me that's still. It's still genetically modified. It's still not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. It's I'm. Not, we go ahead and, and you know, and you know, how, his baby you know until how, I'm still uh, fucking being pregnant, and then you can take it back. But I'm you not. No, I mean, but you know how idea. emotional I like people don't realize, you know. And I'm, uh, I, I'm not, you know. John, do you have a uh, Jonathan? You have kids. I have three. Okay, so he got three kids. So he yeah, knows. Yeah. He yeah. knows, and for you know, I have two, and it's diff. It's one of those things where it's like kids uh with love like that that emotional tie like most people don't even really realize like that emotional link you may not it, i don't know if it's a dna thing or in you know like just like what you put in your body or the um emotional state that you may be in when that's taking place you know what i'm saying or all all those things it's like all that stuff matters with your body like it chemicals when you pissed off there's certain chemicals when you're happy there's certain chemicals when you're like you know what I'm saying like all that stuff plays which i think that also plays into you know like when uh when kids get made 
like if it's a you know what I'm saying like if it's a bad thing or an angry thing or a happy thing or a love thing I think that also is maybe infused into that person that yeah you and you know I mean I got like three children they're all seven years apart seven is a big thing in my family there's seven mm-hmm. of us brothers and sisters right um I can go on and on about sevens but for each of my children like when I was I had my son right uh when I was 18. And what I was doing in that part of my life, my mind state, all of that reflects onto him. My daughter, right, who um, is, uh, what is she, 14 now, 14, mm-hmm. right? Around the time when I had her, I was in school a lot, the books a lot, really like that. And now she reflects that. She's into the books. She's really, like, you know, focused on that type of life path. And then my other daughter, uh, I really got deep into yoga and all this type of stuff. And she um, exhibits those type of behaviors. So it really is about the type of state that you were in and how that's going to, you know, kind of uh, manifest in the child at that time. So you're absolutely right. You know, it, it, it's, I mean, they have something called epic uh, genetics. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. But, um, yeah, it really does make a big difference. And not just that, man. Like, the things that they do, the facial expressions, the eye movements, all this type of stuff, like, that's a real thing. So, like, when you're having children, you know, um, that are, like, genetically modified or whatever, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think it's different. And then, you know, uh, who knows those those sperm that she got from somebody else, who knows what type of person that was? Maybe that person could have been a convicted murderer. I mean, I'm sure they check that stuff, but you never know. Like, you don't, you can't check everything. Could so have, some of, the, uh, some yeah, of that, that stuff could show up. Exactly. You know? They, they, they ain't telling the truth. They just want their 50 guys. Alice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Give, 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 me, give me my money. Give me my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could have some type of background where, uh, you know, just like, uh, you know, sometimes they talk about, uh, you know, mental illness and things like that, or or a genetic because it's a chemical imbalance. Like, then that mm-hmm. same imbalance could be passed in the genes to, you know, when that person created. Like, hey, we got that imbalance. No different than, you know, um, different types of, uh, you know, you got different types of what. Uh, genetic issues with you know Parkinson's and you know saying other things like that that you could be more susceptible to because you have this particular gene sequence and things like that so uh it's just one of those things that uh I I think is uh unique when when you are going out and doing those things as those type of couples um to be able to make it making a child you know you're kind of not necessarily rolling the dice but it I would say it would cut down from 50 what would that be you got a uh, 25% because you know what I'm saying you don't know what's what's going to happen on that other side of the of the DNA right. chromosome. So uh right, it right. could be a little bit different that's going on. So we're going to keep it pushing so but you know hey everybody happy hopefully it's healthy um and and everything for the brat out there and uh and their their uh their coming child will be on the way. I want to say this I just hope that the child doesn't grow up to be a brat. <laughs> <laughs> a little corny, a little, uh, a little. There you go. Look, I'm pushing the button. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm pushing. I'm pushing the button for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a comedian, but that's my little dad joke. Right there, you know. So on that note, we're gonna uh, we're gonna keep it pushing. So we got uh, you know we we got uh we got fifty fifty cent was out here, and I said it right for uh Roz. You know, saying he was making fun of me last time because I was saying fifty cents. But it's 50 Cent. So 50 Cent, 
was out here and uh, it, it's kind of doubling down. I say doubling down, but also uh, just kind of putting it, putting his words to uh, what was being put out there, talking about that Jay Z or I would say Future is currently more prominent artist than Jay Z, right? Uh, you know, Grammy wins. You got uh, Jay Z out here with twenty four. And abundance more uh, billboard awards and, you know, NAA, uh, NAACPAs and all the other stuff. And then you have Future, got like two Grammys. And I mean, he's got his, you know, everybody's got his awards and things like that. So um, it's one of those things where you look at it and I go, uh, I'm not necessarily a Future fan. Future, you know, I listened to his other album, his album that he came out with this year. You know, it had, it had Futurisms on there and they did his thing. But um, I would, I would say that Part of that is that my perspective is Jay-Z um, can come out with something after not doing anything for 18 months, three years, five years, so forth and so on, and step up to the mic and instantly be one of the top MCs that's out right now. Like he can, just like he did, God did, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, oh, Jay-Z verse on God did, mm-hmm. was killing it, da, da, da. Like he ain't did nothing. He ain't really been popping doing anything since 444. You know what I'm saying? And, or or they did, or when Beyonce and him did the uh together whatever album they did, but he ain't really been giving nobody anything since then. And he came out one verse, and everybody's like, Jay-Z, that dude, right? Future been coming out with albums all the time. Hey, you hear this dude on the radio all day. He be yeah. out there all the time, and ain't nobody ever say that. Nobody's like, let me go check out that future feature. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just, uh, I, I feel like that's the two different lanes, but talk to me, Aaliyah, man. Talk to me, Aaliyah. The, 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 give me some perspective. Yeah. Am I off right now? This, this, this is, first, first and foremost, this is so annoying to me because, like you said, they are in two different lanes. I just feel like, um, yeah, he talking about some, yeah, future in the streets, da-da-da-da-da. Jay-Z is a multi-billionaire. He ain't got time to be in the streets. He out there doing other business because he done left that lane. Like, let it go, first of all. Second of all, yes, when he was reasonable doubt and, you know, the the life and times of Sean Carter, volume one and all of that, he was in the streets then. You heard him nonstop for like three, four, five years, back to back to back to back. So, yes, then he had his moment. But once he, like he said, I make my money and I gracefully bow out. He went things. Future is not that marketable as anything other than what he is. And that's a rapper. So another three or four albums and we going to hang it up. You know, that's it. He has not done anything else. He has not diversified his portfolio. He has not reached out to do other things. What is Future ever going to be but somebody baby <laughs> and a rapper? Like... <laughs> He got, he got to, he got to get, he need to get some other business because he got to pay all that child support. Compare them. (laughs) Amen. So he got to keep rapping. Yeah, he got to. He got to keep coming out with Al get some features and whatnot. He better be uh, following Jay Z Blue. (laughs) (laughs) For real. (laughs) So, uh, so Jonathan, man, what do you, what do you think of this, this perspective of uh, Fifty Cent on, uh, on Future being more, uh, I guess prominent in the streets than uh jay-z or, or giving them that them kudos i mean prominent by definition would mean important or it would mean famous right based on the definition of prominent um is he more important than jay-z uh 
I don't know. You know, I mean, lyrics, right? Lyrics wise, um, man, like, okay, I just put it like this. A lot of rappers, in order to get more clout, you want to look at somebody who has a higher platform than you. And then you want to pretty much, you know, get entangled with that person somehow so that you could take some of their uh, uh, fans or some of their right, right. kind of like uh, the game, right? The game came at Eminem and mm-hmm. Eminem didn't respond. He's like, you don't even deserve to get a response from me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's what people do when they battle rap and everything like that. I mean, the f- future, I mean, if, if he's if he's not careful, his name's going to be past instead of future. Right? Like, <laughs> you hit us with these dad jokes, man. You kill it. Yes, you, you know did. I, mean? I, mean, <laughs> I love them. People tell me. <laughs> I mean, like, Jay-Z, right? Um, okay, fine. His lyrics aren't really the most um, positive lyrics. We could talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and what and, and how has that affected people? A lot of people wanted to sell drugs because of Jay-Z. They knew that he started off selling drugs from Marcy, whatever, and they wanted to emulate that. But what he did do for the for the community, the hip hop community, was he showed that you could be a rose from the concrete, that you can come from nothing and make yourself into something and become the first uh billionaire. Mm-hmm. I mean, on his uh uh, uh blueprint, right? Uh three million. 20 years later, 5 million more, whatever the, the numbers were, right? Mm-hmm. He said that back then, and now he's the, he was the first billionaire when it comes to uh, rap. So, you know, um, I think that it's important to show that you can actually make your dreams happen on that level. Um, and he has done way more. I mean, like kind of like what Aaliyah said, you're comparing apples to oranges, totally mm-hmm. different lanes. Um, 50 Cent, is he's a, a character. Um <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely respect his hustle and like what he's doing. And he's from Queens. Shout out, shout out to Queens. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, future again, man. Like, yeah, he better calm down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think fifty. I think fifty is just uh, he's trying to stoke stoke a fire, man. I think that's really what he does. He just, you know, you know how fifty is. Fifty is a super troll. I mean, he. He began the ultimate troll, of course, back I in the day it, with uh, I'm, with, I'm, with Ja Rule and whatnot. Damage. But I think yeah. I think Fifty is really like, Ooh, you know, it'd be great is if Jay Z came out there and just mashed on this dude real quick, and like it'd be great. Like I think it's more like Fifty wants to see that happen because he already knows that Future can't do nothing to, to Jay. Like even it's lyrically, like most of the time, you get people that get to that level you think that they fell off lyrically or something has happened. You know what I'm saying? Like Eminem, for instance, you know what I'm saying? He'll go away, but hey, he came, or it was a, he came out with, I forgot what the album was. He came out with the album. Everybody was like, that ain't really an M album. That was kind of whack. He literally was like, oh, for real? Went back and was like, let me give you rap God. Let me get like, he just was like, oh, I'm going to go ham real quick. And I'm going to show you who I am. And he was like, okay, you that dude again. You that dude. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. and Jay's that type of dude where it's like, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Every time I step to the mic, I'm going to kill it. And y'all going to remember. You know what I'm saying? And there, and like I said before, there's nobody clamoring for for future. Nobody's clamoring for that. You know what I'm saying? If there was a new album by yeah. Jay come out, people are purchasing it. If something could come out from future, people are streaming it. That's the difference. That's that, Those are the, now I look at that, like rappers now, that's how I look at the difference of people is do I stream you and just put you in my playlist? Because I ain't really giving you money like that. Like, you got to go get the minute bites. You know what I'm saying? Compared yeah. to if, if for me, 
Andre 3000 or Outkast said, we coming out with a new album. Oh, they got my money right now. Like, go ahead. Charge me 25. I'm getting it. Like, let's go. Yeah. Oh, you getting you getting my money like no problem. So that's, that's a difference. I just need the whole thing. Yeah. Give me the CD back. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I give me the old school. I'm, I the want CD. the vinyl. Give me the CD cassette, <laughs> like all that. You can give me the whole deal, and I'm right. gonna go get it. So that's the difference between artists, I think, right now. I mean, when 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 uh, uh, Jay Z came out with his last album, four four four, I've actually bought that um CD and played it in my car like nonstop and. I'm not one that buys like um, CDs anymore, right? That was like mm -hmm. five years ago. And because of that, that's what actually gave me some uh, courage, I guess you could say, or some insight to really become an entrepreneur. Because if you really look at those lyrics, um, especially in, uh, what was it, the OJ mm -hmm. story, right? He's talking about the Jewish and all that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Like he's really giving you game for $9.99, like what he said. If people yeah. had really, really took that and applied it, but he was dropping a lot of nuggets in that uh, album, a lot of nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where you know I don't I don't look at uh especially with with future they're not they're not comparable. Uh, I really feel like Fifty may have just been out there like he wanted to see a massacre and he was trying to set future up to get charged. <laughs> he was like, I think that's what it was. He was like, Hey man, yeah. I, think, I, honestly, I don't think he wanted to see a massacre. What I wanted, I, I honestly feel like he wanted to see Jay Z destroy that man's career. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. 50 Cent is a troll to the highest level, and yeah. I love it. He trolls everybody, and nothing <laughs> and nobody is like, you know, he it, <laughs> he's a damn he, he he's a menace, he and, I, and I'm just yes, now, but now I, I, got, I like it. <laughs> I got I got one I got I one on question. Page reading what he's doing lately. Yeah, yeah. I got I got one question though. So if there is that there one guy that you would say that not necessarily street cred, but you would be able to go, I'm going to put him right beside Jay or just in your mind, in your top five, your top 10, that you go like, you know what I'm saying? I think this person can give it to Jay. Who would who would be a person that you feel like toe-to-toe -to -toe in your top five that on, uh, you think Come that that could, that, could, that could hold it? I'm not saying like he killed Jay or just he, he could be there at least with him. So John, talk to me. I mean, I people, I mean people already know Nas, man. Roast him. People, people already know Nas roasted him in uh, Ether. I mean, it was over. He did roast. He did I mean, roast he he tried to come back after that with Ugly or whatever. Like it was yeah. done. It was yeah. done, man. And then after that, right, they squashed it up, dapped it up, and then they made a couple of songs together. But yeah, um, I mean, that's just how queens get down. But but uh, yeah, man. I mean, maybe Fifty could uh, be toe to toe with him. Um, an another queen's cat. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'll definitely say Nas though, for real. Nice. All right. Yeah. So you got you got anybody else, Aaliyah? What what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know about battle rap wise, but I just say like as a metaphor and and being able to just like bring something that can ride. I mean, you already know where I go. Like I'm always I I, I don't know. I can't get I can't get off the outcast train. So I mean Andre 3000 my dude. Andre so I feel like I'm like Andre. Andre, can, Andre I feel yeah, like Andre can be can stand right yeah. here on the on the on the. Andre would be the guy. Yeah. This is this is my difference. Like Nas, he gave it to him. He's like, I'm gonna give you the ether, right? Andre yeah. 3000 would be like the dude with the bow tie on that's going just like you think he nice, but he's been cursing you out with words the entire time, and you just like yeah. that sounds dope. That's fresh. And he, the and then you go time. back and listen to go it. Back and, and you be like, yeah. what? This dude 
Like, I feel like I think Andre 3000 would be that type of dude. And then you gotta be like, oh, what? what just happened? <laughs> yeah. You're like, he just killed me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was really happy Honestly, to hear Andre. Ultimate Cypher, if if I could get it, you know, bring back the Source Awards Cyphers. <laughs> um, I would love to see Jay-Z. I would love to see Eminem in there. I would love to see Andre 3000 in there. Um, and I would love to see Pusha T in there, even though he had on that Ooh, damn short suit. Yeah. And I can't oh, forgive him for that. Oh, yeah. I cannot forgive him for that. He had the puppy dog purse. I was like, wow. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's just like, how much money did you get paid? Apparently, there was a couple million dollars oh, like for wearing this outfit, because I just yeah, know you yeah. won't come and sit in nobody's front row with this damn European schoolboy outfit on. Like, what happened? No. You was, you Look, know, yeah. you got kicked out of here. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, man. That hurt. That was painful. That was a painful uh, photo to see. <laughs> that was painful. So, I think I, I think I'd have been all right. I would have been all right if he didn't have the puppy. Yes, dog. it was. Uh, if the puppy dog first, I, I cried. I, that I was had the a part. Here, but Pusha. I mean, like you know, what? I, I like I said, I could have forgave him if he just time, came in with I the still short wanted set. To see, I, I mean, I had hope Drake wrote a song about that. No, <laughs> man, Drake, he can't. He can't. There's not anything because there's too many saying, photos that you can Drake find of that dude. That. It's like there's too many photos you can find of Drake that would not go well. So you know, it's all right. It's all good. But anyway, we gonna uh, we gonna keep it. We gonna keep it moving. I mean, is that that's how he gets at everything? <laughs> it was like, well, we gonna, we gonna keep it, we gonna keep it pushing. We gonna keep, keep it moving trade. on the news front. <laughs> keep it moving on the light on, on the uh, on the news front, real quick. So, uh, I've got a little something else that's going on, and I don't know if y'all heard about it out here, <laughs> but we got uh, the Malcolm X family. Yeah. Um, they are uh, their civil rights attorney, Ben. Crump announced plans to file a hundred million dollar wrongful death suit against the NYPD, the FBI, the CIA, and other government agencies here uh, in the short future. Um, it's based on a situation where you had uh, evidence uh, and things of that nature were not given out to the family and not uh, put out towards the courts and whatnot when they were looking for the alleged killer, the people that they did end up arresting and convicting uh, were exonerated in 2021 after being wrongly convicted for the assassination in 1965. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that are going on out here because now they don't have the people that actually um killed uh malcolm x and uh with the wrong wrongly accused the wrong conviction um so now they're back at square one in this whole situation and eyes are back on the uh the new york city police cia fbi and whatnot so uh it's been uh it's been interesting when i was reading uh the article about all that stuff that was going on um, you know, I didn't I didn't realize that the person that had been exonerated, uh, that was uh, the alleged murderer in 2021, just uh, just a couple years ago. And it's one of those things where it kind of eye opening. And now uh, you hear about some of the evidence, some of the uh, 
you know, court documents and things like that uh, that were withheld by those some of those agencies. Um, and, you know, it, it feeds the um, the conspiracies. It feeds it feeds it. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where it, it makes you kind of think back in your mind. And you're like, dang, this is it's kind of not a not a good thing for that situation. When you have a, a government, you have a, a security, uh, you know, you have central intelligence, you have the Federal Bureau of Investigations and things like that, that are still trying to, uh, you're trying to rebuild trust with that community always. Like you're always trying to build trust because you have a community of people that felt like with those particular agencies and things of that nature uh, was always against them. Um, and then to uh, have these things come back to light, come back to the forefront, um, not resolved, uh, with uh, also wrongly accused. So then on top of that, you had a wrongly accused black person that has been in jail this whole time. So you took that person's life away uh, during that time frame and, and as well as not solving or uh, giving out the information. So it's just becoming kind of a big thing. So uh, Jonathan, man, what what, is, uh, what do you think of this whole situation and uh, and your perspective on everything that's transpiring with this, uh, this Malcolm X uh, lawsuit that's taking place? Yeah, I I think the the real question should be um, <clears throat> that that this should bring awareness, especially to our community. What did Malcolm X stand for, and are we mm -hmm. in in alignment with that? And look how far we have fallen. Look at the family structure. Look at the music. You know, we, we, the the people that we're actually talking about. What have they actually done for the community? You know, all the only thing that a man really has is what comes out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just whatever, theatrics. And to be in a position of rap, because rap actually means to to talk, mm -hmm. what have we have what have we done with talking based, you know, in this whole realm of hip hop? You got artists like that might drop jewels every now and then and give little nuggets, but that's 10% versus the 90%. So mm -hmm. if Malcolm X was to come back, what 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 would he say? And um, I think he'd be highly disappointed, highly disappointed. I mean, OK, the CIA, the FBI, the state of New York, right, withholding evidence. They were, they were the ones responsible for it. We know this already. We know how the game goes. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of tricks. We know uh, the plight of the black community. Um, and honestly, I hate to say it, but, you know, a lot of times we're the biggest um, we're the biggest, um, we're, we're, we're the ones that are affecting ourselves the most because of our mm -hmm. inability to manage ourselves. We all have the same faculty. We all have a mind, a spirit, a body. We all can study. We all can do whatever. But instead, we choose to feed our minds and our bodies with things that are, are not um, the best for us. And, and the outcome on a collective scale is, um, you know, poverty, pain, agony, uh, victim and things of that nature. So it's a shame what he died for if we aren't living up to that, if, if we aren't um, challenging ourselves and if we aren't using our words correctly. There are only 26 letters in the alphabet. There are a little bit under a half a million of words that are used, but it's about the combination of those and how do we use them? And um, we're responsible, man. We're responsible for our children. We're responsible for the people that are listening. And, um, we all have responsibility, the ability to respond. So, you know, um, Malcolm, uh, Marcus and Martin and everybody else who have done great things and who have gave their life 
uh, I think that we just need to honor that and we need, we need to do better. For sure. For sure. For sure. So Leah, what, uh, what's your perspective on, on this whole situation and, and what's going on with uh, this new lawsuit? First and foremost, this is the second time Jonathan told me I'm making gin, and I don't appreciate that. But, <laughs> but to be serious about it, he did, and I caught it. But it's okay, it's okay. Wait, 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 wait. Um, but um, to be serious about this, I'm just saying it's the second time you you came at me about this gin. You talking about eating and exercising? It's all right. I'm not chubby. Oh, I'm getting there. Um, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm I, again. I'm, so I'm a witness, not a judge. I, I am don't, a witness, no, not a judge. Said, don't be a victim. That's what he said. Victim. He put that in there too. So you can't even do that. Look, I'm talking. I'm talking no, but I will myself. say this. I will say this to agree with you. I, 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 um, I will agree with you when and when you say that I feel as though our appointed leaders, if you will, the rappers and all, all of that, and in short, you know, those are the people that the youth are looking to towards and everything. Like, um, I will say. You know, I think they should be a lot more careful with their words and with their actions because there is a whole generation of people who are looking to emulate that. Um, we have race in a sense that we are not as organized, we are not as together. Back to what you said, um, Hayes, about um having that community sense. We don't have that, like your mom and dad had, and we don't have that anymore. It, it, in 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 a grand, we don't, you might have it in a few neighbors. You might have it in a few, uh, cousins. We, we got cousins that we don't even talk to, you know? So I get it. Um, as far as this, uh, um, lawsuit is concerned, the spirit, I love it, but it solves nothing. It solves nothing because like you said, the people who did it, they already got in the way if they're not already dead already. You know, the um you 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 did have this man's life put on, you know, put on hold 20, 30, 40 years, and just to find out that it wasn't him. We all know it was a conspiracy from day one. We we knew it was one of these things where the idea of getting black people organized and ready for action is the bigger issue than whatever whatever what throw one at the dart you know or throw a dart at the mat whatever else you want to call it but that in and of itself is the bigger threat to society as we know it than martin luther king and whoever else they you know they decided to assassinate you know what i mean um black lives matter movement they the the idea that they're starting to pinpoint and highlight they when these rallies were happening you called you you had armed national guards at these rallies but maga literally took the whole damn capital and y'all y'all couldn't even y'all couldn't even help them folk you know and we're here it is two three years later and we're still having what is their conversation about at this point point you're wasting tax dollars trying to prosecute people that you're literally caught on tape doing the deed. Send them to jail. But times are different. Well, I mean, people forget about- I just um, feel like nothing will come up. Nothing good will come of it. Yeah. Go ahead, Jonathan. No, I was just going to say- Oh, uh, sorry. Before... Go ahead. You, I'm listening. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, 
with Kanye West, what happened with Kanye West? I'm not sure if you guys know, but now Adidas has lost roughly 1.5 or $2 million and they're looking to negotiate re or renegotiate with Kanye West. This just shows the power of unity or what happens when we come together as a consciousness that we can make anything happen. And the biggest weapon is the division. The biggest weapon is the mm-hmm. division. The, 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 the black dollar, yeah. all right, the black dollar is the ninth biggest economy yeah, in the whole entire world. That's just in the United States. We are targeted because we consume so mm-hmm. much. Targeted, we consume so much. Our dollars are literally how we how we vote. Like we need to really understand. And again, that's what I'm saying. The words that we, we speak and and the actions that we do, right? What we think, what we speak, and what we do, we can literally change this globe. We could change the face of this earth within a flash. Yes. And yes, that's, that's, that's all it takes. You got people I mean, who are sitting there trying to buy them. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's just, it's that bothers me. You got people trying to buy these damn Balenciaga boots, Balenciaga all on their damn uh, media with these babies in SM costumes. But the idea of giving, you know, your local, um, what do you call it? Like, the local artist, um, Bodega, political or, person, local, you know, political right? Person. You, whoever your political appointee is, right? But the idea of giving them a hundred dollars to help them run their campaign, I ain't giving that motherfucker no money to him. He ain't doing nothing for me. But Balenciaga is, and they're they're. Yeah. It's gonna be okay. Right. <laughs> <It's> gonna be <laughs> okay. I mean, people. I mean, people it's don't understand like, this. I get so frustrated with the thought processes. It's like, are you serious? Do you hear yourself? Like, you do realize that that little $1,200 Balenciaga boots or however much they cost, I don't know, because me personally, I'm not wearing nothing Balenciaga. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't for what mm-hmm. they stand for. I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But however much they cost, you think that's... What are you gaining from that as a given the congressman or whoever a hundred dollars for his political campaign to put people of color with like minds who know your struggle who can actually do something about it mm. yeah but you yeah, want to they... complain that there's nobody listening there's nobody helping like <laughs> yeah yeah it's drink it's fr- it's fr- yeah it's frustrating it's frustrating drink it's one of those drink. things that uh you always have to uh, make sure. So go ahead, Jonathan. You, I know you had something else that you wanted to kind of uh, point on. Well, I was just going to say that politics, right? Everybody's involved in it and, and they have their hands in everything. And people need to realize that politics, yeah. excuse me, or, or politicians, they make policies. What is a policy? A policy is a rule. A policy mm-hmm. is a law. What is a policeman? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a police and policies are spelled the exact same way, except instead of an E, they have a Y. The police enforce the policies. And so as a community, I think that we need to get away from worried about this person or that person. We can literally make our own party or we could not even just uh, participate and just do our own thing. I mean, look at what Chinatown has done, right? I'm in, I'm in uh, uh, Bay Area and they got a Chinatown mm-hmm. in Oakland. They got a Chinatown in San Francisco. I lived in New York. They got a gigantic Chinatown. I lived in Philadelphia. They got a gigantic Chinatown. How yeah. how did they go about it? Look yeah. at it and then emulate it. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. When we come together, 
as unity, just like with that Kanye thing that nobody's rocking Adidas, right? I mean, what, what the heck is an Adidas anyway? Why not rock something that has meaning? What about know thyself? A lot of people, you know, they know all of the players, all of the rappers, all of the stats, but you ask them about their mind, you ask them about their emotions, you ask them about how many organs do you have in your body? Do you know you have 78 organs? How many ways does your spinal cord move? Do you know your spinal cord moves seven different directions? Um, how many joints do you have in your body? 360. Yeah. Why do you have 360 joints? That's a, that's, that's a whole circle right there. Why don't people know about themselves, but they know about everything else? And part of this is because of politics. Part of this is because there's an agenda to keep you looking outside, yeah. not inside. There was a saying... Uh, that a man who looks outside dreams, a man that looks inside awakens. And that's yep. what I'm saying. I'm saying that we need to elevate the consciousness as people. We need to come together. We need to unify and we need to move in a forward direction. And, mm. and, and people who are putting out music that has to do with drugs and violence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We need to boycott those people because they're not doing anything for your children. They're not doing anything yeah. for your mind. There's no glorification in in shooting down a man in fifty places and, and blood coming and blood coming out and talking about those lyrics. There's no there's no glory in that. And then and then go and then go to church and then when another rapper dies, we're like, oh damn, another rapper died. How, 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 like, don't we know that there's a universal law? What you put out, you get back. Why did Biggie die? Why did Big L die? Why did Tupac die? Why did uh, Nipsey die? Why did all these people die? Because they what you put out is going to come back to you. And so we need to study self. And that's what Malcolm X was talking about. But now we just, we, we, we forget about that. We just remember him out the window with a rifle and we talk about that in, 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 in the song and, and glorify yeah. it. We just rock a Jesus piece of him yeah. on the cross, not knowing that Jesus was a black man. He was actually a rebel yeah. and he was against the whole society. So, yeah. I mean, we need, we need, we need to wake up. Because yeah. when you look at community, it's community. That's how you spell it, community. So when we come together, that's when we're going to wake up. That'll be the thing right there. So, you know, everybody out there, for sure, in this situation, you know, it's uh, it, right it, it opens your eyes and and um, and, and understanding that, you know, there's a lot more compartments to everything that's going on. And we got to get back to making sure that we're taking care of self uh, in those deals. So those are good points right there that you had. Uh, for there, Jonathan. Uh, and last but not least, uh, we got T.I. Bootsy, ba Bootsy Badass cancels a joint album with, uh, quote, rat T.I. snitching allegations, right? So I guess T.I., you know, back in uh, 2020, uh, he had a little episode of his show, Expeditiously uh, podcast. It went viral that found him admitting to pinning a gun case on his late cousin to avoid jail. Um, and he jumped back on social media uh, on Instagram, I think, and posted a little letter or not a letter, but uh, actual documents talking about that, um, you know, kind of changed uh, the information that he actually gave out uh, to the police and whatnot and, and show that he didn't really snitch or, or whatnot. But, you know, in those uh, in those situations, we've had many, many shows that talked about uh especially with the snitch stuff that was going on with Gunner and, and things of that nature. And we always had the conversation about if you want your neighborhood or you want the people around you to be all right, guess what? You know what I'm saying? Black people don't like criminals. So it's like, it ain't like, it's when I was like, black people don't like criminals. 
People don't like criminals. They don't like to get their stuff robbed. They don't like the, you know, people to get shot up in their neighborhood. But we have, you know, the the street street laws and whatnot of uh, snitches get stitches and whatnot. And, uh, you know, for uh, without having all the information, you know, as they was getting ready to come out with an album or, or record together and all that stuff, easily canceled, quick, fast, in a hurry. You know, get them up out of here. Hey, somebody, don't talk to T.I. no more. All that good stuff. Uh, I'm kind of, it, it's kind of interesting, uh, just the two faces of the coin that it's it's hard. I know for those people that are in that neighborhood, you know, like Aaliyah talked about, it's difficult knowing that, hey, that person or their associates can still be in the neighborhood if you do try to get somebody about it there and they can come see, you know. Um, so what's the right course of action in this situation? You know, you got T.I., yeah, he kind of, I don't know why he would elevate the story to make it sound like he was snitching in this situation. I have no clue, but then he made sure that he had to show documentation that he didn't do this situation, you know, so because he had to save his street career. Because he's still in them streets. Yeah, so it's like he because he's still in them streets. Well, I don't know why in the first place he put forth. <laughs> He was gave the situation that he possibly was pulling on his cousin. So, Aaliyah, what do you think? I mean, you know, you you've given many many thoughts on the snitches and stitches and safe neighborhood and don't get shut up later. I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm gonna tell you like this. At, at the end of the day, he's still in them. I don't care what nobody say. Ti still in the streets, and he need to prove to his associates. That mm. that ain't how it went down. That's why he did what he did. Now, mm. if I can avoid 30, 40 years in jail <laughs> telling y'all my dead cousin did it. <laughs> yeah. My dead cousin did it. Okay? Yeah, my dead cousin did it. What you gonna do? Because you can't do anything. What you gonna do? Yeah. He yeah. did. What you gonna prosecute him? So yeah. My dead cousin did it. Now, if my dead cousin still, or I'm not going to say that, if my cousin sitting in jail already for 40 or 50 years, mm -hmm. and jail did it because you ain't getting out no way. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't have us both and then we got <laughs> Come on now. It's, 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 it's levels to this. Like, I'm gonna need you to be smart about this. What, what sense does it make for me to sit in jail? Not even the same jail with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But if you already in jail, cause you got caught or you got some charges, take the yep. rest of them. Come on, man. <laughs> now, be a team player. I can understand why people will be upset. But if I'm already 50 years, lay the rest of them on me. I ain't getting the fuck out. Like, I'm not going. Where are you going? You're not getting out. Yeah. You never going to see the, you never, there's no, you could do 30 years and still not have enough for good behavior, time off for good behavior to be released early. It's mm -hmm. never going to happen. You will die in prison. If I know I'm going to die in prison, keep on laying charges on me. As a matter of fact, yeah. bro, you want to go ahead and let them know I did that? Go ahead and tell them I did that. <laughs> take it. Said I did it all. Take, you like, already go here. Just go and take the rest of the charges. Hit me up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Check <Yeah>. my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking mad so, shit because I'm, I'm telling them everybody. No, I'm, 
so, I'm joking. <laughs> so, uh, I'm joking. so Jonathan, man, what do you, you what do you, you think if of this you whole catch situation? Me and I already got like you know. <laughs> yes, you know, um, there was a story told by Crazy Bone. I think it was Crazy Bone, one of the dudes from Bone Dogs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. He talked about how he went to this one house. Uh, there was uh, one guy, one main guy. He was of great importance. There were mm-hmm. a lot of people sitting around a table. They go to the house. They have a business proposition for him. They say, hey, you guys, we know that you're doing really well in the music industry right now. We have something for you. And to make a long story short, they had everybody sign papers where they couldn't speak about it. The business proposition was that they will put out music that was uh, negative. And mm-hmm. these guys, they had investors. And the investors were investing in prisons, in private prisons. And a lot of the people got up and walked out. They didn't want to be a part of it. And Mm -hmm. some people stayed, three people. He didn't say who the three people were. I think it was Puff Daddy. I think it was uh, Dr. Dre. And I think it was somebody else. And um, uh, 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 um, he, he tells the story in detail. You can find it on the web somewhere. But... What I want to say is that, oh, and this took place in 1991, by the way. And think about when Biggie came out in 94. Think about when Nas came out in 94. Think about when Jay came out. It was all around that same time. And that's when the fabric of music really changed. So I say this only to say is that we have been infiltrated. That you look at the names like Jay-Z's first album, when he had the Scarface thing going on. Come on, come and get me or whatever it was. You think about the rapper's name, Freeway. You think about Scarface, Rick Wars, uh, 50 Cent. All of these names are, are, are um, replicas of people who were murderers, people who were kingpins, right? There's nothing to be glorified in that. But right. we've been fed that, hey, this is a street code. The street code is don't snitch. Snitches get snitch- stitches. I'm from New York, lived in Queens, lived in Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta, T.I., right? Philly, I've seen people die. I've seen drug sales. I've seen a lot of stuff. There's nothing beautiful about that. So when we think that there's street codes, people need to realize that there are no secrets in the universe. What you do is going to come back to you. So whether if somebody tells on you or mm. you, you do it, it's done. You do it mm. and it's done. I don't give a fuck about street calls. Look, man, if you did something, you did it, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not here to rat somebody out. I mind my own business. But people need to wake up and snap out of that whole entire dream era because that's what it is. It's a dream. Wake up. Get rid of all of that shit is the old par- paradigm. It brings nothing but death. That's why all these rappers are, are dying or in jail more than any other music genre. Why can't we see that? So we just need to wake up. It's simple, man. You know, I had an opportunity to go into hip hop. And back when I was younger, I still rap. And, and it was this big war going on in my mind. Should I be negative? Should I be positive? Pretty much, should I follow the trend or should I not follow the trend? And I just chose to follow my heart. And I'm so happy I did that because, again, what you put out is going to come back to you. So this whole notion of snitches and snitches, mm-hmm. you know, did he rat on somebody, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think that our, our energy, which is very important, we have over 150 trillion cells in our body, needs to be put in a direction where we're lifting our bodies up, healing ourselves, healing our community, our sisters, our brothers, our children, so on and so forth. Oh, sure. I digress. Sure. Oh no problem, no problem. That is a uh, that is the positivity okay. that is needed in uh, in the hip hop community. You know, and yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's a situation where you know, um, you know, I've always I always looked I'm at that, dichotomy, that, that that dichotomy that 
that took place in that that early 90s time frame because you had a lot of artists that you know um things like fresh prince ll early things like that like people were talking about situations or love there was a lot of love raps that was happening you know what and i'm saying like it was always talking about the girl like oh i had this girl that was here and she did it you know what i mean like it was always that or somebody was he yeah, somebody was pulling girls away from a man. He, <laughs> a it was always it was always that situation. You know what I'm saying? It was always like a love situation. It was always like a right. dance situation. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it, you know, hip hop yeah. was a party music. You know what I mean? And at that time frame, that early, mm -hmm. that early '90s, it really switched. You know what I'm saying? It was switched from being that that party, that party that you know what I'm saying. Tell a story about. You know, saying this girl that you know that she was trying to get with or whatever to hey, we on the block, and like that may have been people's lives that was happening during that time frame, but uh, it was uh, it, it changed, it changed really the face of hip hop and the way that everybody kind of interacted with each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there used to be a lot of hey, these are my brothers and things of that nature, and as you went through the 90s, you know, I mean. I learned about where I'm not going when I go to LA from hip hop. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I know right. I'm like I ain't going to Crenshaw. I know that I ain't going to like I knew places that I'm not going. You know, and that's really like hip hop was like I was like, oh man, they had a whole song. What DJ Quick? Hey, uh, San Antonio, just like Compton. I was like, what? Like that's crazy. Like I didn't even know San Antonio got down like that. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I gotta watch myself in San Antonio because people was out there wilding. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, just little things that when uh when you listen to music, it was uh yeah, they were telling kind of that background, but there was no positive into it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. you didn't have a a um, you know, uh, I feel like some rappers would tell about experiences that they had in the hood, but they were like, hey, don't do this. And then it became, yo, do that shit. And now it's become, hey, don't sell it. Just take the drugs yourself. Like, which is even like more detrimental. People are like, damn, like we just out here just destroying our bodies. Like, so, you know, it's just, it's changed up big time. And it's kind of wild how all that stuff is taking place. Yeah. I mean, if that was your son and if that was your daughter and they were doing what these rappers told them to do or whatever, like, how would you feel about that? I know I wouldn't feel good. Or if, or if they were out there speaking like that, how would you feel? I know I wouldn't feel good. And so we look at every person as our sister or our brother, which we are. We all share the same mother, right, which is Earth. Like, um, what are we doing? You know what I mean? It's interesting, you know. Tupac, a lot of people don't know this. Tupac and Biggie, they were actually about to come together. A lot, yeah. of, people don't, a lot of people don't know that. You know, and yeah. Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X Malcolm. were about to come together. <laughs> and, and ironically, both of them died. And ironically, this... Uh, you know, mm, they were murdered. They were, were murdered. They're murdered, and 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 there's mysteries about who murdered them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people yeah. really need to think about this, man. Our, what we say, what we say out our mouth, right? Our words create our world. It's just the yeah. L. Words create yeah. your world. They're important. Yeah. They're really important. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. It's a wild situation. But it's um, crazy. you know, hey, it's one of those things we got to make sure that we we keep that positivity out there. We got to look for positive positive yeah. lights you know what i'm saying through the dark you gotta look through the, for those positive beams of light and be able to follow your way out of uh out of the issues that you're you're dealing with but in that same light we still do like hip-hop so uh we have the music of the month that's taking place right now 
So there was some some music that came out this month of February. I know back in the day we used to do uh, the music of the week, but right now we're gonna push this to music of the month. So we had a few albums that came out. Kevin Gates uh, came out with a uh, uh, an album that kind of went off of his Luca Brazil. Um, so he had his whole decade that he put together in an album that came out early in February. You had Jada Youngin that had uh, Forever 23, uh, two times, Afro Man. You know what I'm saying? The dude that said, uh, when I get high, and then I get high. He came out with an album. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had something that came out, famous, famous player. Uh, you had 2K Baby, Scared to Love. Uh, you had Eric Bellinger and Hitmaker. They came out with something, 1-800-HIT-EASY, line two. So check that out if you like Eric uh, Bellinger. Uh, Cash Doll and DJ Drama has something that came out this month back on Dexter. Metro Boomin, he had uh, the villain side of his heroes and villains that came out. Uh, Don Tolliver, Lovesick, and then you had Logic uh, as well that came out with uh, College Park. So there was a few other albums, of course, that came out during uh, during the month. But those are ones that uh, that I've listened to, that I've heard, uh, had, had some good songs on there, good and bad, and, and you know your taste of, of whatnot. But um, they had some uh, some decent songs on out there, good production good rap lyrics uh, that they were putting together out there. So, uh, you know, I tried to make sure that I hit all types of vibes um, out there. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get ratchet, get you some cash doll. You know what I'm saying? Do a little something out there. If, you, if you're trying to get all, you know what I'm saying, in some Wu-Tang style and uh, some of that East Coast flow, you got a little logic out there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Gates going to give you a little something. Uh, you know, he gonna, you know, what I'm saying the ladies like Kevin Gates, so you know, they gonna like a little Kevin Gates out there. So, <laughs> even though he just straight be talking about how he gonna do you dirty, but he it's they be okay. loving it, <laughs> they be loving it anyway, you know. I mean, you know, be upfront about it <laughs> as long as he's telling the truth, it's all good, it's all good. So, no, uh, go ahead, man. No. No, I was about to say, no, honestly, really and truly, um, even looking at the, the the just the different genres of music that come out, I like to see someone who who stays authentic, authentic to themselves, regardless as to what the genre of music that they're putting out. And I say that to say that in Kevin Gates journey, like from who I know of Kevin Gates, obviously, mm -hmm. as a fan. Right. Um, just seeing him go through this whole I'm fresh out of prison, I'm talking about the things I used to do, to now yeah. where he's going through that healing process and it's like Jonathan said, he's going through that whole, I'm being, I'm, you know, I'm more careful with what I say he, you know, he talked about how his son and his daughter is now looking at him and knowing his lyrics and everything yeah. Um, to see him move through that whole, you know I don't eat. It's not just about the not eating pork and everything. I see him go from a very religious person to a very spiritual person, and I'm like, I'm all for it. Let's let's get more yeah. of them up there. You know what I mean? Okay. And I love to see it because, like you said, there, it, it, your diet is not just what you're eating. You know right. what I mean? Your mm -hmm. diet is more or less what you're listening to, what you're exactly. reading, what you exactly. are exposing yourself to, the mm -hmm. energies you are exposing yourself to, the community that you are around. If And like you said, we have these problems where the people, when, once we, it is something about the idea of black people being a collective that really scares people. I don't, and, and, and I'm like, once we as a people start realizing our power, Man, look at here. We're gonna have a real damn Wakanda. That's all I'm gonna say. 
Yeah, that's the, hey, that that's the one that's, that's the one the, fantasy. That's the that's one fantasy that shows uh that shows some of the power and the and the prosperity that can take place um if we do come together as a And they quite literally they being the world uh, uh, you know and 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 it's to, you know the powers that be the Illuminati and all these other mm -hmm. folks you know they are really scared of black people quite literally realizing the power in our unity and the power and the power in our community as you can see the war on drugs was never about drugs it was quite literally the the, the breakdown and reduction of community Mm -hmm. Like you said, Hayes, prior sure. to the war on drugs, we had a whole entire community. Yeah. After that whole thing, 80% of our men are in jail. Preach. 60, 50, 60, 70% of them are, well, that's a large number, but 30 or 40% of them are gay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not saying that other things didn't take place or other things didn't happen, just saying that post the war on drugs campaign, you know, you have these large numbers of broken homes, broken communities. We have people that we cannot, we we are looking up to figures that we cannot emulate because it's this idea of there can only be one. Crab in a barrel scenarios is going around. You are you are quite, like I said, you're quite apt to, you know, um, beat up on a child that's studying and trying to further his education, trying to get out the situation that he's in. You jones him for that. You joke on him for that. You beat him up. You bully him for that. Mm -hmm. Then he come back. Now he your boss. And now you got a damn problem because you don't spend 10 to 20 in jail and he got to tell you what to do every day. You yep. see so it's just like, yeah. you see it's it? Like, you want it to change. You hope it changes, but it's slowly yeah, it's getting tough. there. It's slowly it's getting there. At least Kevin Gates trying to strive to get us. <laughs> exactly. he, he, he's an example. He's an example. He's but an example. We want to. We want to uh, push forward, man. And right now, because we have, you know, uh, once again, I want to welcome uh, Jonathan Spencer, the host of the Seven Circle Podcast, to the show. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been on here. You've been hearing his words. You've been hearing his knowledge that he's been bringing to us. But we want to. Be able to break it down and and, and kind of get to know uh jonathan right now so hey jonathan um once me. again welcome to the show man and we're we're excited to uh to have you on here no now i want to i want to find out like what was your beginning what was what was the what was the groundswell because i i looked on your stuff and and like you said you started in new york you've had different adventures and things like that and now you're out in the bay area so talk to me how did how, what was your uh, your New York upbringing like, and then what got you out to the Bay Area? Moved around a lot. I think I lived in maybe five or six different states. Uh, I was uh, my my mom's an educator. My dad was a carpenter. Uh, they're still around. Uh, mm -hmm. There's seven of us. We were homeschooled. I didn't go to school until I didn't go to public school until I was um, till I was twelve, right? And so I got perspective. And then contrast is everything. I was raised a vegetarian. I only ate meat one one year in my life. Didn't grow up to have a religion. Wasn't allowed to watch much TV. Never celebrated any holidays. Um, kind of had a, a strict upbringing. I seen a person get shot uh, when I was seven in Queens. I remember watching, coming back from Hempstead Park, watching a dude get put up against the police car. The cops put out his pants. There's another pair of pants, another pair of pants another pair of pants, and then he found these little capsules. That's, that was crack. I didn't know it at the time. 
when I was in Queens, I would walk around and I would co collect the little uh, capsules where the crack was kept in. And I liked them because they were little containers and they had different color tops, a green top, a red top, a, 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 a blue top. And I was collecting them. And my older sister was like, what are you doing? Put those down. But I thought it was like cool to collect them. Now, looking back in retrospect, I realized they were crack uh, containers. So we, we moved out. We moved to the Poconos. Now I'm in the Poconos. I'm around all white people. Mm. You know, the school bus. Oh, my God. The niggers are here. That's the way that I was introduced to the Poconos. Seven acres of land. Black bears in my backyard. Uh, yeah. Deers, raccoons, porcupines, foxes. Lived out there for like three years. Went to a different place in PA, right? Around all Latinos and, and Blacks. I'm back in school now, right? I mean, and then from there on, uh, went to dropped out of school. Went to I went to Job Corps, got my GED. Went to uh, college, Penn State. Dropped out of Penn State, went back to college, graduated. I just moved around a lot of different places, and I didn't contrast as beautiful. What I learned throughout my journey um, is that there are seven things, right? Seven things. Here's seven again that control the minds of people in this society. I call it the realm, R-E-A-L-M-M-M. -M -M. Here it is. R for religion, E for educational, A for agriculture, L for law, M for media, M for monetary, and M for medical. The religious system, the educational system, the agriculture system, the law system, the media, the monetary, and the medical is what's controlling the minds of everybody. When I yeah. was living, When I was living in Atlanta, Georgia, I had some spiritual breakthrough and I lived in the woods for two months. I gave everything away, my car, my apartment, all of my clothes, everything. My family laughed at me. I was really vulnerable at that time. And while living in there, I had a shift of breakthrough. When I came out, I realized that I was completely different. I didn't have any thoughts in my mind. My mind was completely blank. And if I wanted to think, I could think. I didn't want to take hot showers. I didn't want to sleep on the bed. Didn't want to walk on the carpet. It felt funny walking on the carpet. Didn't want to eat cooked food, right? Everything was strange to me. I looked at the way people were talking to one another. I listened to the music. I looked at the, the muffler smoke coming out, the smoke coming out of the chimneys. I could smell fast food, people spitting on the ground. You could see garbage. It was like I was living in a dream. And what I realized is that we lived, we, we are brought up in this society, so we're used to it. But we don't realize that this is artificial. This really is a matrix. It really is a simulation. Nothing in here is natural. And who are we? People like to say that we're a part of nature, but we're not a part of nature. We are nature. We're made up of one. Uh, we're made of 150 trillion cells. Each one of those cells has 0 0.7 volts of electricity. That means two cells equals a double A battery. We have a tremendous amount of power. A, a tremendous amount of charge, especially as melanated people, not to leave nobody out because everybody's special, but the fact that we can harness energy from the sun and store it mm -hmm. in, in, our, in our own vehicles, we are not a force to be reckoned with. And the issue is, is that we love to advertise our ignorance. We love to advertise our ignorance. We love to speak about things that we don't know. We, we, we don't know ourselves. And how are you going to know yourselves when you're submerged in a fake religion Right. Fake educational system. Keep in mind, my mom has a doctor's degree. I think I know what education is. I was a chef for 27 years. Agriculture, uh, law. These, these are not laws that we're going by. You, laws are what you put out is what you get back. We're dealing with statutes, um, ordinances, uh, bylaws, mandates. Those aren't laws. Laws cannot be broken. 
right? These are fake laws. And then we got the media controlling people's mind. Media comes from a Greek goddess, right? Which means, um, I forget what it means, but it's something to do with like illusion or something like that. And and then we got the monetary system, this fake ass money based on, even based on the constitution, real money is gold and silver, right? People are controlled by it. And then obviously we got the medical system, which goes hand in hand with the agriculture system. People think that they're afraid to eat, they're afraid to eat a herb. Instead, they think that a Tylenol is fucking medicine. And they talk about, I need healthcare, I want healthcare, but they don't care about their health based on their behaviors that they exhibit on a daily basis. So all I'm talking about and what I'm doing is increasing the frequency, increasing the consciousness. What does consciousness mean? Awareness. So when you're aware, like if you go into uh, AA, the first thing you got to do is you got to admit you got you got an issue. If you go into therapy, you got to admit you got an issue. Right. And then un- until you address it, you can't change it. And a lot of people, like Mike Jackson said, they're afraid of looking at they're afraid to look at that. Uh, they're afraid to look at the reflection in the mirror, the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror. They don't want to face it because they got they got demons, they got iniquities, they got things that they're not happy with, right? They they don't they, they don't so they, and instead they want to mask it. They want to drink, drink, drink. They want and, and that's nothing against you guys. Um, I used to drink, I used to smoke, I used to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I'm no different than nobody. I've done all of it on both sides of the spectrum, mm-hmm. but I stopped and I realized what it's doing, and I went on a straight path, a straight and narrow path, and that has been beautiful for me. Because working for a man in corporate America, which I did, Fortune 500 companies, is garbage. You're a slave asking a man, can I take a shit? Can I take a piss? Can I take a vacation? Can I see my child? Can I clock out? Being an entrepreneur is taking responsibility for your life, and freedom is not free. The fact that my company is now a six-figure company and a high six figures and I can do what I want to do, that's the way. And I'm not here to brag or whatever. I'm here to say that anybody can do anything if they put their mind to it. But if you're immersed in in um, a bad diet, it's not going to happen. If you're uh, um, you know, constantly high or whatever, you're not going to be able to do it. Because those 150 trillion cells that you have in you, they're not going to be able to come together, right? Coming together. They're not going to be able to come together to um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, achieve um, the goal or the dream that you want to happen. So I'm advocating to look inside of yourself, to know yourself, know who you really are, right? Beyond your, beyond your skin color, beyond everything else, know what your mind is, know what your spirit is. Get deep inside of yourself. Like, fuck all the stats about sports teams. Forget everything else. Know who you are because people love to tell you who you are, right? You, you, oh, this is your birthday. You were given your name. You were given that you were black. We're not black. You, you, you were, you, you were, you were given this size shoes. You were given this. What, what have you given yourself? What have you told yourself? Who are you? And most people can't really answer that question. Hmm. So with so, that, with that being said, like given that, break, given that breakdown yeah. of everything that you've gone through, and and how you've achieved or got to the point that you are right now um, with the seven circle podcast is, is that the frequency that you're trying to admit and, and how has that been going for you um, and, and some of the experiences that you had with the podcast? Yeah. So um, not trying to admit, and I don't like to say try Maybe I said it a couple of times, but I am admitting we got almost close to 90,000 people following us on TikTok. Uh, we got like um, almost 8,000 on YouTube. Um, I don't know, maybe 6,000 or something on Facebook. Like we're getting up there. And what that means is means that 
people are subscribing to a higher state of consciousness is that people are subscribing to something higher that mm-hmm. they want it. And this is a beautiful thing. And so I've created seven circles in 2020 and I created it based on a response on what was happening. And I'm like, what can I do? How can I contribute? Uh, and that seemed like the perfect thing to do. So I keep everything on there because the first couple episodes I did were really, um, I'm not, I'm not happy with them, but I keep them on there to show my progression. One thing that I realized we have something called chakras, right? I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with chakras. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, okay. So yes. everybody has the throat chakra, which is where your thyroid gland is. We as people, I mean everybody. A lot of us everybody. are on our cell, a lot of us are on our cell phones, so we're putting our neck down constantly. That's closing off your throat chakra. A lot of uh, people had their mask on; they couldn't speak. Closing off your throat chakra. You go to church, you ask questions. Shut up! Don't ask questions. Don't question authority. A lot of people are made not to speak their mind, and then with censorship. People don't mm. want to speak their mind. Don't say vaccine. Don't say Jewish. Don't talk about 5G. Right. And what the shock, what, what the what the drogue chakra, because I'm I'm also a yoga instructor. What does what the drogue chakra does, it talks about what you put out manifest. So if you're in alignment, what you speak is gonna manifest. That's why I'm telling people their words. It's no, it's not it, it's not a coincidence that these rappers are dying like that. They got yeah. power. And once these once this power goes around to a millions of people, trillions of people, it's accumulating more people that hear it. The more people that hear this message, it's accumulating more and more and more power. And then that power is going to come back. Yep. And so that's what's happening with these rappers, right? And so people need to realize, again, man, like this throat chakra right here, right? We weren't taught this in school. Why, why the heck were we not talk about a chakra in school? Why were we not? Nobody knows that. Why would we not? Why are we not uh, trained about our nervous system? We got a parasympathetic and a sympathetic nervous system. One is fight or flight. One is repair and regeneration. Why would we not talk about our hair that our, that our hair freaking conducts power? Right? Yeah. Why would we not told to hey don't look at the sun? You don't hear people saying that about your cell phone with the with the blue light. Yet why aren't people out there sun gazing? And, and so I'm just advocating to get to know yourself, know your connection with nature. Take take your shoes off, take your Jordans, your Nikes off, and put your feet in the ground. Why is it that the older people were living longer? Uh, rest in peace to my my, my uh, grandfather, Charlie Lee, served time in World War. Right, he just passed at 97, like two years ago. Right, nowadays people are dying. Dmx died at 50. What the mm-hmm. fuck? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? The responsibility. We have the ability to respond. We have it to respond. And all we got to do is they try to put me in the jail cell, right? They try to freaking dog me out. They try to bury me and they forgot the more dirt that they put on me, I'm going to grow bigger and stronger. And that's and that's, and, and that's what we got to take as people. Yeah. Me being an entrepreneur, me opening up seven circles came from adversity. And people don't notice, but uh, 80% of the companies that we know of nowadays came from a recession or a depression. Mm-hmm. Meaning that when times get hard, you better get even harder. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to pass away. A lot of people pass away. right? You got you got to shift. You got to maneuver. And you got to walk in alignment with universal laws. Because yeah. not, your life is insignificant. You perish just like that. Just like any one 
person that dies every day. You just gone in the coffin or get create uh, cre cremated. And what did you stand for? What do you live for? Did did you make a positive what? change or you make a negative change? If you look back at your life, would you be happy? Would you say that, oh, I actually spoke what was inside of me? Or were you afraid? Was your throat chakra sh shut off? Were you afraid that people were going to chastise you and point their fingers and and, and ridicule you? That's not mm -hmm. freedom. That's not, yeah. what Mar that's not what Martin Luther King and Malcolm X talked about. So I got a responsibility as a man. I have a question. Uh, and and this is this is just me because I think I am at the beginning of where you may have been a few years back. Um, at the beginning of your, you said you went and lived in the woods for was it two months? Two I believe. Months. Yeah. Sorry. At the beginning of that, like, what was the shift? What was the 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 last straw? What was the? I'm done. I'm. Everything is being cut off. I'm I'm going in the woods. What was that? What was the straw, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back? What so, this was in 2008. Ironically, mm -hmm. that was when we had the last crash, right? The housing okay. market. Right. And and um I just remember it was hard times for me. I had my first corporate job. I'm in Atlanta. I was having issues with uh my uh baby mom, right? My my my, my uh, daughter's mom. Now I'm, I'll make it too short without um putting out too much uh, um, um, personal information. But I will say this, that um, I kept asking for a sign. I was smoking a lot of weed at that time, a lot of weed, and eating a lot of Papa John's. And I was just kept saying, I need a sign. I need a sign. I was making good money for not for just they coming out of college, me. having a management job, but that wasn't it. I wasn't fulfilled. I kept saying, I need a sign. 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 And then I think it was like a week later. I'm out on my deck. You guys might not believe this, but I'll say it. I'm out on my deck. I look up in the sky, and all of a sudden, there was a picture of an old man who had curly hair and curly hair up top, kind of like from the Renaissance area, and it was right. real detail-oriented. And I was like, I don't believe this. And then after that, looking at it, it was still there, vivid. Another picture pops up of a, 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 a different man, but the same type of features, the, the hair, the hair up there. I was like, I don't believe this, God. I need some proof because I even went inside and came back outside and looked, and the picture was still up there. It was still there. Yeah. The picture that came when I said I need proof, it was my hand, and on my hand was a frog. And that picture was significant because about three days prior to that, there was a fence down mm -hmm. where my deck was, and there right. was some water there, and the water was kind of dirty and nasty, and there was a frog in there. And I remember I picked the frog up, put him on my hand, hopped over the fence. I'm pretty athletic. Hopped over the fence, and the frog was still on my hand after I hopped over the fence. And I'm like, wow, he didn't even hop off. I brought him upstairs to my place, put him in a cage. I had a little greenhouse going to try to re rehabilitate him and bring him back to a good health state. So when I mm -hmm. seen that picture, I was like, damn. Went inside, and I was like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Closed my eyes, kind of sat still for a while. Always been spiritual. And that's the thing yeah. about it, man. It's like, when you're not programmed at a young age from going to middle school or elementary where they really get your mind, because this yeah. is the best real estate. We like to think yeah. it's the real estate in Manhattan or whatever. No, your mind yeah. is the best real estate. Yeah. So um, I'm in there. And then the message that I got was you got to leave. I didn't know yeah. what that meant that you got to leave. And that's when I just knew that I had to leave. And then I think yeah. two weeks after that, after giving everything away, I left. But I'm telling you the first month of living in the woods incredibly hard. I looked at my legs. I had at least 60 mosquitoes on my leg. I go like this and there's blood 
all on there. Yeah. It's just yeah. hard, man, hard. But right. then the next the next month, your body becomes ac acclimated. Acclimated. Uh, you mm -hmm. become recalibrated back to your true self, back to who you are. And um, yeah, yeah uh, it was a beautiful moment. And I realized that the peace that I was always looking for is always inside of me. It's like a mirror. We just have so many smudges on it, and we just need to clean it, knowing that that beautiful right. reflection is always there. So I'm I'm now at the point, <laughs> if you will, in my journey. Haven't haven't been through the ooh roughing it in the woods. Woo. So, <laughs> you, say, you can gotta be like, hey, I gotta look, do that already. Look, you should have known me. Look, you should have known me when, when Hayes knew me. When I we had to go on them them little two week little out in the, the woods vacations. Woo. <laughs> if you ain't never hear nobody complain. <laughs> Talk uh, about bougie, but yeah, yeah. I, I believe it. I, I believe it. <laughs> no, no, the reason, no, no, the, 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 the reason why I say that is because I've always said that if I went in the woods with somebody else, like my girl at that time or whoever else, that I wouldn't have had the experience that I had. Right, because at times right. I wanted to leave, but I couldn't leave because I already Mentally. made such a, I already made yeah. such a big scene. There was no right. turning back, so I was stuck. Right. I, had, I had to go through with it. Yeah. I will say this. I am now at that place where I am realizing that I've already eliminated when I say a lot from my diet. It's been the the media. Like everybody would tell you they know I don't watch television. I, I couldn't even tell you what the damn weather is or nothing. Like I have to find out on my phone to see what's going on outside some days. Um, I don't watch the television because I just felt there was a point in my life where when there was so much going on i can honestly say the media felt more negative the 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 radio felt negative the the you know the things i was seeing the things i was doing like you know there are people that you you know people you have to cut those things out of your life so when you shifted you i'm talking post shift when you shifted and you started realizing that there were other ways for you to connect with self, um, how did you go about doing that? Like, did you do any research on that? Was it one of those? It was just things that you naturally gravitated towards. I hear you talking about your chakra alignment. Like, did you seek out counsel for that? Post-shift, what happened? Yeah, so um, immediately after coming out of the woods, um, I, I was like Neo in the Matrix. Remember when he got right. plugged in? And he's like, oh, you want more? Yeah, give me more. <laughs> right? like, like I was researching my ass off. And YouTube was new around that time. That's right. How, right. YouTube was new. So I was like, yum, 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 learning about everything. And my mind was blank. So it was the most beautiful thing ever. Um, and then shortly after, I hooked up with the old friend. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I went to PA for a while, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I used to live there as well. I think I told you guys yeah. And um, I ended up going to an ayahuasca ceremony. I don't know if you guys know about mm -hmm. ayahuasca. I've it's, heard about that. Oh, it's a plant medicine. Um, wow. I did a, I did a four day uh, retreat with about forty people in a TP fire. Everything. I was the chef, and I got everything. I got it for free because I was the chef. So I'm gonna need those recipes, but go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, so, so I ended up uh, preparing food for everybody, and I didn't have to pay. It was a transform, uh, a transformational, or transformative experience. Then what yeah. happened was shortly after that, I ended up taking a road trip to California. Um, and when I got to California, we were supposed to go to go trimming, to go trimming for marijuana, make some money, and then come back. 
the minute I got here in San Francisco, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to stay here. I had 20 yeah. bucks left in my pocket. I had a sleeping bag, a small suitcase, and a book bag, and I was homeless. And and I didn't have any family on the East Coast. This was in 2010 in September. No, no family, no nothing. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make this shit happen. And I hustled, and um, I was homeless, slept on the, the ground, got woken up by a big, fat, white rat. Um, I slept in homeless shelters. Um, and then about three weeks to a month in, I got my first job, which was at Chipotle, kept saving up money, kept climbing up from there, 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 there. And, um, you know, 13 years later, uh, here I am. There you are. There you That's a hell of a story. I've seen that white red. <laughs> she said, I'm out. He'd be like, this, this was not a good decision. No, but I get it. I get it and I understand it. And and I, I hear how you have transitioned and the funny thing to me is to seeing my friend like my social circle i will say my social circle is in the midst of changing because they don't understand that um i don't care um <laughs> i don't you know I, I love them dearly love them to death wish them nothing but the best but i don't think they realize that like you said when you go through that that transformative spiritual experience that transformative emotional experience when once you hit that peak where you're just like this ain't that this is not that I this I need something new. I need something different. Once you start moving down that path to the something different, um, I hear you with the you know you're drinking the teas and everything like that. I'm at the cusp, but I still need my gin. You know, I, I'm I'm right at that cusp, so I get you. Um, I've I recently researched, you know, how moving to a raw foods diet. I'm not exactly keen on veganism completely veganism but i have started incorporating incorporating uh more uh vegan as uh, uh components to my diet Beautiful. um cutting down on the amount of meat i eat cutting down on the amount because it was something that i read where it was like dead cells not doing nothing for your body. You said it. Your body is electric. It needs things. It needs other electric foods to operate. Absolutely. Hence a raw diet. You know? Um, I, now I'm telling you, it's going to get you gas like a motherfucker. But... <laughs> <laughs> Say, don't, have, don't have nobody sleeping too close, but you're gonna be, you're gonna be good, though. Don't sleep in the guest room. Don't sleep in the guest room. Because that yeah. first few weeks, woo! <laughs> woo! <laughs> you're gonna feel a hot air balloon. But, <laughs> but after that, like, like to see the different things, and I know my mine was more, um, my journey, if you will, was more of a thing where. It was it, it just came from a different place. You know, I, mine came from a place of I was tired of people telling me what to do and how to do and when to do and what to do. And it was just like, I'm done. I, I, it's like ripping out all the things that aren't you. Yeah. And moving forward and then and moving forward, it's just like, OK, so, you know, Chick-fil-A every day for lunch, not serving me, um, <laughs> Popeye's, wings, yeah. fried food. Now, I still like fried foods, but I can, I realize that even in frying food to, to get something, you know, where it's not happening every day or often, it's a lot better. So right. I will say I felt the energetic shift. 
I drink a lot more tea. I drink water and tea during the week, except for when I, you know, I need my little drink. But, but I will say I have just feeling that energetic shift and, 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 and seeing what you will allow and what you won't allow the things that you're thinking, the things that you're reading. Like once you start that change, it becomes so addictive. Mm -hmm. I get where you are and I see you and I'm like, I can't wait to get to that point. <laughs> Mm. It's coming, but you know, I still drink gin and eat fried chicken. So. <laughs> hey, I like to say, like, um, you know, I'm not a judge, I'm just a witness, and everybody's mm -hmm. constantly cr climbing, and there mm -hmm. is no destination, it's only a journey. And right. um, and the first step is really just um acknowledging and yeah. um, be and being aware. And yeah. the fact that you're moving the needle and you're moving in a forward direction, big ups to you, you know. Thank you, thank Absolutely. you. Rip. Hey, we uh we really appreciate uh, you coming on the show, and hey, we don't want to hold you on here too long. Uh, as we we've had a fantastic show, but there's one other thing that we had to do. We are a hip hop podcast. We talk about the news, and the thing is, that we always trying to have uh, the improvement of people, you know. And and that's one thing that you for sure brought with the uh, uh Seven Circles podcast. Make sure everybody out there check out Seven Circles podcast. You're gonna get a lot of this knowledge. You're gonna get a lot of information. Um, and you'll be able to keep you on that right path as you're starting to do your thing. But we also have to make sure that we respect your day. That's just one of the things we got to do. We got to talk go. about the music out here. So we got three questions that we're going to ask you. Every person that we have on here that we interview, we got to ask you about your favorite album, your favorite artist, and your favorite song. So we're going to go ahead and start out with your favorite artist. What is that one artist? You know, uh, everybody goes the uh, stuck on the island situation. We'll go with the stuck on the island situation. You got one artist and you was like, yo, I can listen to their whole catalog. That's my that's my person all day. I listen to them. They're going to be able to touch me no matter what the, uh, you know, uh, emotional state that I'm in. Talk to me, Jonathan. What's that one artist uh, that that gives it to you like that? You know, man, there's um so many of them. Uh and because of, you know, me growing up in such a, you know, variety of environments, mm -hmm. um, I really have to say, like, um, I really I really like Nas. And I know that yeah. everything that he puts out isn't the high, highest quality. Um, a lot of it is storytelling. He likes to consider himself a storyteller. And not even the fact that he's from Queens, but I really love the progression of, yeah. um, uh, from Elmatic all the way up to where he is right now. I also like the... Um, business aspect, but not just that, the spiritual aspect. One of one of my favorite songs uh, from his catalog would be from The Lost Tapes. And that mm -hmm. song is called uh, Black Zombie. I don't know if you guys heard of that. Okay. Uh, but if not, listen yeah. to that song called Black Zombie. Um, definitely big up to, to, to uh, Nas, yeah. All right, so we got Nas on here. So then if, if Nas is that, that favorite artist that you would go with, What's that one album, you know, not, not necessarily have to be Nas, but if it is Nas and it falls right in line, but what's that one album that you heard it and it was like, man, I could just put those on replay forever. What was that one album for you? Yeah, it was, I mean, obviously, um, Elmatic. I mean, I remember the first yeah. time I heard it, right? And I'm just mm -hmm. like, um, like, wow, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, man, I mean, I don't think anybody has been able to top that. That's definitely, it's earned this, um, it's, it's classic title, you know? Yeah. That yeah. legacy. So we got Illmatic. We got Nas. We got Illmatic. It looks like we rolling down the Nas train right now. So what is that one song? That one song that you go, hey, man, I can throw this on repeat all day long. Uh, so we got Nas the artist. We got Illmatic the album. What's that one song that no doubt 
uh, it's going to do you right every time you put it in. It's, it's, it's a lot of them, man. It's a lot of them. You know what I really like, man? And this isn't the, the most positive song, but I really like the song Ether. And, I, and, and, okay. and, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Because you got this dude minding his own business, going through shit. His mom is, you know, sick or whatever. And then that was the perfect time for Jay to come in, assess, you know, take, try to take him out. And yeah. um, Nas is a real quiet, humble dude. He's not really like that, right? And 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 the fact that he tried, he 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 tried to get him, right? He he tried to get him, and just pretty much like it's not going to happen. This is what it is, and this is what happened in my life that people try to take me out. And like what I was saying, like the more dirt they put on you, the bigger you can grow. Use that as few. Use that as ammunition. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really vibe with that song. Um, because sometimes you gotta say fuck somebody, and that's not, and that doesn't mean that you don't love that person or whatever. Well, <laughs> sometimes, well, well, sometimes you gotta be it. like, you know what, fuck this, fuck you. Like, I still love you, but fuck you, you know, and and and, and it's okay to give a fuck you sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Hey, sometimes yeah. they need it, you know, what I'm saying to understand yeah. how serious the situation is, not just yeah. say, hey, we gotta do more about it. Sometimes you gotta just know how. How serious the situation is. So we went all Nas in this situation. We got Nas for the uh, for the artist. We got Illmatic for the album. Queens. And you know what I'm saying? Ether was cold-blooded because that was especially at a time when nobody thought Jay could be shot at. Yeah. And and Nas put him in his place. Took him down. Like it was just like wow. Like it, it was, was just people, like people were people were on a, a like when that took place, man. People were. I, I remember, man, listening to that song, and it was just like, wow, like somebody just did Jay like that, and it was like, Look, and nobody what? could, and nobody could say that he didn't fry him. Like, no, there was no what? argument that he that Jay fans could be like, yo, nah, but it was like, no, nah, he was like, yo, he got torched. He was, just it like, was just like. Not yeah, he'd be like, I'm gonna go sit in the corner real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like it was uh that was that was for sure classic number one uh you know what I'm saying beef song, man. Like that was just that was the unexpected. Like I would say people, you know, people were mm -hmm. not expecting at that time for uh for Nas to drop the nuke on them. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't yeah. they wasn't expecting it, you know. They were they were not thinking that it was possible uh the way that Jay was on his run. The way that Jay was just dominating hip hop at that time, and yeah. when Ether came, it was like—I mean, it was very much—it was very Pusher T esque against Drake. It was that. It was on that. Like you know, I—I I mean, I the like Ether was up T. here, but that Pusher T against Drake situation—that was you looking amazing. at it. It was on that same type of yep. that person's untouchable, and then you were like, oh shit. Like you were like, oh, that happened. Like you was just like, he was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was. Uh, it, yeah. I felt like it had that same type of gravitas, um, at, at the way that it was delivered. So once again, man, uh, we really appreciate you coming through. Uh, once again, everybody out there, Jonathan Spencer, Seven Circle Podcast. Go check it out, YouTube, uh, and, and on uh, on all your platforms out there. Really appreciate you coming out. And uh, having a good time with us. And last but not least, we always got to do this. We got our top almost four that's on the list. And I just came with something really simple. It was very basic. Uh, you know, it's something we haven't done before. And I went with the top four hip-hop hairstyles. 
what's the top four hip hop hairstyles ever out there? I'm gonna, I'm, bring some old, I'm gonna bring some old schools out here because I like. I mean, hey, that was some joints that was pretty legit. So, um, I'm I, at number four. I had you know, I mean, I'm I'm older gentleman and whatnot. At number four, I had the Gumby. I was thinking okay. the Gumby. Oh, Bobby's number okay. four was at the Gumby. Yeah, so the Gumby, Gumby was legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gumby was dope. You know what I'm saying? Had the slide. Re- remember, remember they had the uh, cartoon, the Gumby. Yeah, yeah. They had the Gumby. Like, yeah, the Gumby yeah, yeah. was legit. So also one at number three. And this is not that this dude was, like, super amazing. But his hairstyle was the business. Talking about Kwame. We yes. had the blonde in the in the blonde in the high top. That book was cold, dog. With the poke, like people had that joint. It was like, oh, that's fire! Like that Kwame was fire, right? Uh, next, I uh, had it number two. You know, what I'm saying that's a classic. You gotta go with Kid with the high high top. Like that was like, okay. I mean, a Kid yeah. with the high high top. Shout out to Kid. Shout you out to Kid. I actually got to meet Kid, so shout out. I got a picture with him. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's legit. Yeah. Hey, and, and you know, and, and yeah. shout out, shout out to my son because my son rocked the high, high top up until he joined the military. He had mm-hmm. the kid, and like a lot of kids didn't even realize what he was doing. Like he kind of fell into it a little bit because I was like, happened to I cut his hair at home and stuff like that, and he was just like, oh yeah, keep the top, and he just kept saying keep the top, and his hair just was like, and it was like one of those where it's like it just happened to be. Crazy high, so like, he had, yeah. he, had he, like a crazy, he had a crazy high high top, man. He had to get it chopped off, right? Yeah, when he went to basic, yeah, he got to get yeah, it chopped yeah. off. But his joint was crazy high, and then my cousin, you know, what I'm saying shout out to a rather unique barber shop over in Brandon, Florida. You know, what I'm saying my right. cousin Mike, my cousin Mike is is for real with them clippers, man. And he let man, he put that mug so clean. I was like. I told him after he got his haircut, I said, hey, dude, you need to go ask every girl that you think is cute. Ask her out right now. Uh, go get as, as many job job applications as you can and go on, a, uh, go on interviews. I was like, I anything you want to do, I was like, anything you want to accomplish, you can accomplish anything with a haircut. Like, it was so clean. I was like, you can accomplish anything with a haircut right now, dude. So that high top, that kid play high, high top was legit. And then, of course, I would say at number one, the staple. Of hip hop as of right now, hey man, go with the cornrow. The cornrow was it. Like I mean, there's so many people that have rocked the cornrow, and now with the with the way folks be braiding, you can do anything with the cornrow. Yeah. Like you got people putting name they name in the cornrow braids. You got just okay. designs like crazy. Like the cornrow has become you can do anything. They got folks got the fade on the side with the cornrows. Like it's just. Corn rolls is yeah. that's, that's what folks go with, and I would say mm-hmm. like a staple of hip hop right now. And I would say you know even back to you know uh, West Coast early nineties. You know after after West Coast got rid of the Jerry Girl, it was a, it was a, it was the corn roll. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what everybody was rocking was the corn roll all day, man. It was corn roll everywhere, North Side, South Side. You know what I'm saying? Central Cali. Everybody in the West was rocking a cornrow, and now it's adventured to the South, and you know what I'm saying? Everybody was rocking a cornrow. So I would say that's the, that's the staple uh, of hip-hop. I would say that was the number one staple. You'll see more people with the cornrow. I, a honorable mention, you know what I'm saying? I was one of those dudes that didn't really get it because I was in the Midwest until I went up to Fort Drum. I ain't really know about the wave game. It wasn't until I got to New York 
and got there and was like, the wave game? I was like, I didn't even know. And I was like, oh, I got to get these. So I was like, yeah, I went in, I went East Coast. He got me some waves. My waves was legit, too. My joints was nice. I don't but, remember uh, that. But yeah. okay. oh, well, no, I was still, I was still <laughs> high topping it. I was still, I mean, I was still uh, high facing it a little bit before yeah. I moved out. And then I started cutting my own hair, started getting the waves going. You know what I'm saying? Legit. So, so, Aaliyah, is there is there anywhere that I messed up on the uh, the top almost four hair, hip hop hairstyles? Right. The, I will say, you know, Braids was getting it at a point. I do think you missed dreads because remember, a lot of folks on the East Coast at the time, they were real Afrocentric. They did have their natural hair, the dreads, the whole, you know, that whole mm -hmm. movement went on. Um, yeah, yeah, the Gumby, you know, the, the, the high top fake, you missed the step box. Remember, it was like that. Yeah, look, 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 I had, I had, look, I can tell you but, right now, I had the freaking, um, I had, uh, Johnny Gill joint. Okay, you right. Had the step was the, 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 the step box. But yeah, I will say, I think that was a more East Coast thing than it was like universally, right, um, right. hip hop. So universally hip hop, I think, yeah, you, you, you hit the marks, um, I just, but again, like I said, I came up during the time during on East Coast rap. I didn't even know yeah. it was rappers in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't uh, even, you know, that was it. I was just like, people from California, you saying, you was, uh, your own, your yeah. own Philly world. I got you. I'm so, just Jonathan, saying, you Jonathan, know, Jonathan, is there any any changes that you would make to my uh, to my list that I got right there? No, it's a good one, man. But I, I do want to say I came across this TikTok video, and it was about here hairstyles that they had in Africa. And man, these things were crazy. I'm mm -hmm. talking about a part right here, a part right here, and shit was looking like a wave, and one came yeah. over this way. Like, wow. I just love the fact that as a, a melanated man, right, that we have the most unique hair out of every other race. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a conversation about this today, and we could do so much with it, right? We can do so much with it. And um, that's what really makes us stand out. You know, okay, we come in different complexions, et cetera, et cetera. But our hair is truly unique. And it really does have a lot of power to it. It really mm. does have a lot of power to it. If you take um, a nail and you wrap copper wire around it, mm. and you hook up the two ends to a battery, you have an electric magnet. You can pick up staples, right. and et cetera. But if you just take the um, copper wire and... Uh, put it straight down or wrap it around two times, it's not going to have any power. That mm. coil, that spinning is what has power. And if you look at our hair, it's incredibly it's incredibly it's incredibly coiled. And that gives us a lot of power. And For so sure. um, I don't think that it's um, by coincidence that when it comes to sports and things like that, that we tend to dominate. I don't know if you guys remember the movie uh, Hidden Figures. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. we have we have something special about us. Even the black woman that she has this special thing about her that no other woman or man um, has, right? You better um, talk about we, that, we, we need to, we, we need to understand this. And yes, everybody's equal. Yes, everybody is different. But we have to call apples apples and pears pears. And I'm for everybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm for everybody. I love everybody. I went out with seven several different uh, races and things of that nature. But I'm just calling it what it is. You know, without mm -hmm. having any, um, uh, 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 I don't say diversity, without having any division, right? Right, right. Is that we gotcha. are, we are incredible creatures, and the fact that you know, doing the earlier times, the '80s, the '70s, that we had to straighten out our hair, 
in order to get certain jobs. They recently made it where now you can actually wear your hair. That yeah. that sucks, and that does something to our psyche. Yes, yeah, to but psyche. here, yep. here, here is a big thing, and I think that we should be proud of it. Um, I think oh, that we, sh we should continue to oh. rock it. Uh, <laughs> I used to believe it or not, believe it or not, when I was in corporate America, I shaved my hair just like you all the time. And yeah. oh, when I became, oh, this ain't this ain't corporate America. This is jeans. But um, but but yeah, once I became, this is some moringa, you know, moringa. Once I became a, a, a entrepreneur, that's when I started to rock it, and it's got power to it. There's something about that story, Samson and Delilah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Jesus was part of a group called the Essenes, which is where um Samson was actually from. So you hear mm -hmm. it holds a lot of power. It holds yeah. power. And oh, if you have it, if, if you have it cut, so what? I mean, uh, you can still get power. But I'm just saying, like, um, yeah, yeah be proud of who you are. Having that, having that freedom, having that ability yeah. to kind of do whatever, do whatever you want with your hairstyle. That does give a lot of freedom and a lot of power to yeah. the person that's being able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because you're able to, you know, what I'm saying, have your own direction and your own way and your own creativity with what uh, what you've been given. So. It's been yeah a fantastic show, man. And I really, I really, really you you can't you, you don't understand how much I appreciate that you came out here, you know. What I'm saying uh with your experience, your story, with your background, with what you've been doing. Um, and you took time out of your day. I know you're out there on the West Coast and, and San Fran kind of took your afternoon or whatnot. I know you I mean I lived in California a little bit, you know. What I'm saying hey, you can do you can do a lot because here yeah. on the East Coast, everybody going to sleep and you can still got the rest of your day to do what you need to do. But, hey, being an entrepreneur, you going out there doing big things, man. We applaud you, man. And uh, we're glad that you are out there doing great things. Keep pushing positive. We watching your show. Everybody out there, man, go check out the Seven Circle podcast. Support this man. Once again, support us. You know what I'm saying? Support yeah. us. Too. If you out there on the Seven Circle podcast, come support us. Come check us out. Hopefully we talk about some things. Um, that you're interested in as well as you're following here. So thank you once again to Jonathan. Thank you once again, Aaliyah, our perspective in the building. And once again, this is your host, Lofton, a.k.a. Mr. Hayes Adonis, that's here for the Mid-Catch-Up Podcast. And we on episode 42. And we will check y'all. We back at regular times. We back on Sundays. We back Amen. at 6 p.m. So come <laughs> check us out. We going to be here for y'all. Football season over. Valentine's done. We about to get back at it. So we really appreciate y'all coming through. Tell everybody about it. Share it. Submit. Hit the bell. You know where we at. Submit. Catch up podcast. We out. We see y'all next week. Let's